I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton, a show that I release totally randomly throughout the month. So if you want notifications each and every time an episode drops, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. My guest today is Hannah, hopefully I'm not butchering this, Marcellina. So I met Hannah at the Poetry Jam on Main Street the last third Thursday. She was a co-host of mine, and the moment I met her, she's one of those people that you just get that positive vibe from. You just smile when you're around Hannah, and you feel comfortable, and you probably laugh a few times because she is hilarious. In fact, she is a stand-up comedian, and she holds it down at the Eagle Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, the future is bright for my new friend, Hannah Marcellina. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Well, it sure was cool meeting you at the uh, Poetry Slam. Oh, that was l- so much fun. <laughs> did you have a good time? I really did. I, I love doing community stuff like that. And um, Don, like he, when he told me that you wanted to be involved, he was like, I have this friend who wants to be a part of this. And I'm like, heck yeah, like bring him in. Really? So, okay. Can I be real with you? Let me tell you the behind the scenes stuff because okay. that's good to know. Give me the tea. So I've been part of the art club since like before quarantine and I've done a million third Thursdays with them. I've done this and that, this and that. And I love them. I, I love Don. And so he tells me, I'm like, all right, so what's coming up for the uh, poetry slam? He's like, well, you know what? This one you don't have to host. I'd love to hear you just come and hang out. And like I sat on it for a couple weeks and then finally I was like, Don, like, I've done a lot of stuff for you guys. Like this is an event I really want to be at. And, uh, and then of course, like I be, I, so there was like three hosts, you know, but I think it worked out really well. Yeah, I think so too. We all, we all have like very different, different like dynamics, but they work so well together. I thought I was like, this is a weird bunch, but it's a great bunch. Yes. <laughs> like, why aren't we in a comedy trio? <laughs> well, for one, I'm not that funny. And let me tell you something. I think about that all the time. Like, I, I'm like you. And we'll, we'll talk all about you and, and your love for performing. And I'm the same way. So I love, like, I used to be a professional wrestler. Like, a, you know, I, I do game shows and this and that. You're so cool. No, 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 no. But you're cool because, like, I think to myself... Gosh, like I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. How cool would it be to be up there and get the laughs out of the people? But like, I have to be real with myself. I'm just not that funny. I don't know that that's true. I I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. Here's the thing. When I heard you up on that mic, it was, first of all, it was unique because I'm used to being the only one who's comfortable and can be myself on the mic. And the moment you started talking and cracking a joke here and there, I was like, oh, (laughs) she's got the same skill I have on the mic, but she has a whole different skill set. And one of them was just being naturally funny. Oh, I appreciate that. You know what it is? Like when I was a kid, I was, I was so shy and quiet. Like literally it took me years to like talk to like my aunts and uncles, like my, my own family. Like I just couldn't, I was, I was so shy, but what that, that turned it into me being like really quiet. And as I was, getting older i was like i want to be heard how do i be heard i was like oh i gotta be funny at what age were you deciding like you did want to be heard oh probably probably more like seriously in like late middle school early high school because i i was just always a really like quiet person when like i'm my mom says to me all the time she's like i literally don't understand how i have this child who wouldn't talk to anyone when when she was a kid and is now like performing and uh, imagine her shock when i say mom i want to be a theater major <laughs> she's like what that's so crazy yeah yeah do you remember why you were quiet were you just nervous or you just didn't feel like yet like were you did you have a funny internal monolo- monologue back then you know i don't really remember i it really i i probably did and i think i think it it stems from because I was so quiet, I always observed people. 
and I was just I was just a watcher of everything. Um, so I, I learned a lot about people and how they act, and I told jokes to myself, told them <laughs> to my family, and my friends. And my my friends were like, Hannah, why aren't you a comedian? Like you should you should do this. Like you're so funny. And then one day I was I remember it so perfectly when I decided that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian and like like try it. I was I was working at Lowe's at the time. Oh. <laughs> in, where all comedians find themselves. Yeah, in in the paint department, as you do. And I was sitting there <laughs> and it was a slow night and I was literally working by myself and I was thinking about like some bit that I watched on Netflix and I was like, wow, like I should do that. And I was like, no, like I should do that. I literally like on the clock was like Googling like stand-up comedy like classes. I have to you, know what this bit is. Do you remember who it was? And I think it was John Mulaney, probably. He's What was the bit about? I think it was the Street Smarts bit. Okay. Um, which if you haven't seen I don't think I have. Oh, he's so funny. I, I love John Mulaney, but Wow, it was one bit that did it for you. Yeah, I because I was I was in a deep John Mulaney phase where I like literally watched his specials all the time and I was like, I should do that. I should really do that. And then, then I, I literally, that night, I found, like, the American Comedy Institute. And I was like, I saw that they had, like, a an intensive for when I was going to be on spring break from school. And I was like, Mom, can I go to New York for a week and, and do this? And she was like, I guess, but you got to find the money. I was like, I will literally put all my money towards this. I will go to New York for a week, and I'll, I'll make it happen. And I did. Whoa. Yeah, it was a good time. So I, I want to totally get into your comedy. I have a few things to back because I, I got to find out the full story first. But just to make one, not to make it about myself, but just one more thing. I love that, uh, the fact that you were so quiet and then you wanted to be heard. Because I think to myself all the time, like doing these podcasts, the uh, poetry slam. I mean, I am public speaking all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, I always think to myself, it's got to be because of the immense fear I used to have about public speaking, like so much so that in my public speaking class or a presentation in school, like I would be fearful, I'd say a month ahead of time. If I knew I had to give a speech or say anything in front of anybody, like a month ahead of time, it would be on my mind. Oh, yeah. And just nervous. And I know none of them were good. Like, there's no way I did a single good performance because I never felt comfortable. And so the fact that I get to do this now all the time, and people actually listen and enjoy it, like, it's always, it makes the reward tenfold, you know? Oh, for sure. And it's it's so funny that, you know, growing up quiet, now I, like, I need to talk to people. To, to live like it's what gives me my energy got a lot of making up to do yeah exactly yeah. I'm, I'm on I'm on double time now you do you you do you have this aura of just like energy and friendliness that like from the moment because I didn't know like little insecure me was going to this thing thinking like shoot it, it just dawned on me as I was driving to it like huh you know, there are these other two hosts. I hope Don didn't tell them that, like, I was, like, insisting that I be part of this show or, like, anything like that. I hope they don't think I'm, like, pushing my way into it. But, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's time to be real. <laughs> Maybe, like, a little bit, but, like... Really? Okay. He, yeah, he was like, I have this friend. He was really upset that he wasn't in it. But immediately, I was like, okay, then let's make him a part of it, like... I'm not going to be like, well, this is our thing. I'm like, no, the more the merrier. Like, let's make connections. Let's, like, everyone has something different to bring to the table. I'm glad you have that attitude. Yeah. Because I I do feel a little, like, lame about, like, coming at Don like that. Like, please make me a part of this, man. I've done so much. But it shows you care. No, that is true. Like, I definitely cared, and I had friends on there. And in the end, I'm really happy I did it. For for one, our dynamic was awesome with the hosts. The talent? So good. So good. I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. I didn't know what to expect. I expected... People to be, you know, giving their hearts, but you know, it being a little amateur, and and what we saw was it was hardly amateur. Yeah, and especially a lot of people, like some of my favorite performers of the night, said that that was their first time performing, and I was like, what, what, where have you been hiding this talent all your life? I hope there's more. I hope we do more in Hamilton. I know. Let's do it monthly. You know. I would <laughs> love to. Yeah. Why not? Right. 
Right. If there's that many people, because people were just coming up, uh, 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 teenagers, mm -hmm. teenagers came with their parents and they were just like, I I've never done this and I really want to do it. And they were so nervous. And by the end of it, they were so proud and the audience was cheering. It was really special. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's take it back. So you wrote to me cause I asked you for some notes. Uh, you told me, you know, you had this like uh, performance bug or this itch to perform. Was did this start before comedy? Did you do any kind of stage stuff before that? Oh yeah, so I did theater all through high school. Uh, literally, like so much. I literally was like best friends with my theater teacher. She was my queen. She still is my queen. <laughs> and all my all my friends were in theater, and I, my friend group is still the the same group of people from high school who were the theater kids, and you know they're they're still all performing all over. Uh, uh, but I thought, I, I remember at the, at the end of high school, I was like, okay, like, I guess, I guess I'm done. You know, it's time to move on. You thought on. it was time to be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so I went to, I went to, originally I went to Ryder University and I w majored in radio, television, film, which I love. Um, and it's a different form of entertainment, but. I, and I feel like you do pick up some things from that. that oh, you yeah. could, Like, for example, I imagine that there's things you would learn in film class that if you were filming a special, you would mm -hmm. know where the camera is, yada, yada. You, you just know a little bit more that might enhance the final product. For sure. And about like a year and a half into school, I was like, man, like I really, really miss performing. And I, I don't think that there's a future where I'm happy and I'm not still doing that. Whether it's, you know, at a community level, whether it's professionally, I, you know, so I decided to uh, transfer, actually, so I could save money and live at home, to, <laughs> <laughs> to Rowan University to double major in theater arts with a concentration in acting, and then also kept the radio, television, and film major. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lot of aspects of the entertainment field. I know. I, I always joke that like I I hate job security, and that's why I <laughs> I chose those two. Jo two you don't majors. Have, you don't have children yet, do you? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> at this point in my life, job security is kind of up there at the top. But no, it's I hear valid. You. Yeah, a little I'm, envious right now of yeah. you. <laughs> I'm 23. I got I got time to fail. Yeah, for sure. I'd say, hey, from my own experience. Have that time to fail till like maybe 30, 32. You got plenty of time. Yeah. I, I always feel the pressure of time. And I'm like, I'm I'm past my prime. And I'm like, no, I'm, Wait, I, I got to run. <laughs> you know, I think, I think all the time, like, for my generation specifically, like, where I, like, always watched, like, all these, like, young performers, like, get successful at, like, a really young age. So I think. Who, some, who do you mean? Like, you a know, Justin Bieber type? Like, like yeah, like. Miley Cyrus, like Selena Gomez, like I was a Disney Channel kid, you know. Uh, so I literally had a Hannah Montana bedroom when I was a kid. Like oh, I was, no. I was obsessed. <laughs> hey, uh, what was your thought when she did that first performance, like at the music awards or something? Where like it was definitely not a Hannah Montana. Oh yeah, I I remember that. I I remember that vividly actually because I was in, I was still a teenager. I was young, and I was like, this is wild but i'm kind of here for you it. supported it yeah, yeah you're about it yeah i was like this is different i've just never asked an actual miley fan yeah so. oh i was i was such a fan it's interesting because <clears throat> like you were saying it is disney in particular for decades almost has like had these childhood stars who go on to be even bigger like justin timberlake when i was younger mm -hmm. you know and uh I think Britney Spears even, and and like you were yeah. saying, uh, uh, um, Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. So I think it like indirectly put this idea in my head that I had to be successful super young or I wasn't going to wow. achieve it. But I, I have to rewire my brain a little bit and be like, that's not the case. No. Take your time. Things can happen at any moment. You got to work for them. It really is it like doesn't happen it, overnight. It really is all a number, and 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 if you're living in the moment, like that's all that matters. Because mm -hmm. like right now, I'm almost I am on the countdown to forty. I am nine months away from forty. I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, you're too sweet. You're too sweet. But like at the same time, I 
I'm, I'm happy where what I've done so far. And I, though I might not be as flexible as I used to be. Uh, and you know, like I might have takes a little longer to wake up in the morning. Like I'm just going to be the most badass 40 year old I can be. And then most badass 50 year old. Oh, yeah. And, and the number thing just, I, I, I can't let it bother me at all you know mm -hmm. and, and that's so interesting that you at in your early 20s thinking you're past your prime <laughs> <laughs> i know i i know people are gonna listen to this and be like can she calm down the like, older ones will the younger ones are gonna be like i yeah, get it yeah stop being ridiculous it. hannah <laughs> but i you know it's it's just i gotta remind myself and my mom reminds me too because i'm like mom i feel like i'm behind everyone else and she's like hannah you're fine you're you're so fine. You're doing great. You know why you're ahead of most people? Why? And I know this because I'm old. The fact that you know what you love and that you want to pursue, whether it be professionally or not making money, but the fact that you have something that you are passionate about and that you are pursuing puts you leap years ahead of so many people that I've known, grown up with, and are still at our age finding mm -hmm. themselves and don't look back on the the last two decades fondly because they have not chased something. They're they're constantly looking for that thing they're passionate about, and and that's a sad thing, you know. That's a bummer if you don't know what it is you love to do. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think my, my personal problem is that I have too many passions. Mm. That I I truly I'm like I how am I gonna pursue them all? Like I was just telling you that I just started guitar lessons a month ago. Yeah, let's talk about some of the things we discussed before this podcast. So uh, I I play some chords. I, I've learned through YouTube, but you're taking the real route. You're really learning guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the full Monty, you know. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, what kind of music are you into? I gotta be honest, big big Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty so hard. You know? Like, I, I literally, the first day of my lessons, my guitar teacher was like, what kind of music do you listen to? And I'm like, I listen to Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are such the... What what year were you born in? Nineteen ninety eight. Not You are such the 1998 kid. I truly am. With all the things you love. Yeah. 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 Big, big into that. Yeah. Well, I, one more thing. To, uh, my uh, campers, they, and I'll say this with pride because it's in front of you. They got me into a Swift song. Uh, which one? Romeo, take oh, me. Oh, love story. Oh, my uh, gosh. That, I get down with that song. It's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic? Was that like six a, years old? No, it came out. Okay, so that's off the Fearless record. So that came out, what, like maybe like 2000. Nine, two thousand eight, okay. two thousand nine. So. Calling that classic. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah, enough. I could be wrong on the. Year, I mean, it's like it's, half your life. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wait till you wait. Wait till a couple decades from now, you're gonna have some young girl who's like in her twenties saying, "Oh yeah, that's an oldie." Yeah, I oh. love those oldies. <laughs> I, I know. I'm already starting to feel that. Like I, so at work we were talking to like some like kids and like we made a high school musical joke and they're like what I'm like <laughs> get used to that to which i say what <laughs> you haven't seen high school musical the best <laughs> movie trilogy of all time <laughs> whoa <laughs> bold statement but it's true that is so bold <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a star wars fan i'm lord of the rings yeah, maybe or all of them high school musical man <laughs> high school music number one yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can't beat the classics, I guess. <laughs> the oldies. Yeah, know? the oldies can't beat it. So you, so uh, you want to play guitar like Taylor Swift? Yeah. Can we talk about the other hobby that you started? Oh yeah, I. Um, so me and my best friend have a Disney podcast. Uh, it's called the Dapper Pals Podcast, where we talk about. Wait, Disney wait, podcast. say it again slower so that all oh. my subscribers can su subscribe to this. The Dapper Pals Podcast, streaming on everywhere you get your podcasts. Mm, click we're, now. We literally just, you know, talk about Disney parks because we're crazy and obsessive um, and love the Disney parks and just Disney in general. And we, we literally, like, there was a point in my life where I worked three jobs at a time to pay for myself. To have a Disney World annual pass. I'm, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, and I know that I am. I fully know this. 
<laughs> well, that that's really expensive to do. Would you drive or you took the airplane? Uh, I took a flight. I, I would fly typically because, um, you know, I would I would find cheap airfare. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm nuts. I'm literally so in a couple weeks, I'm going to Disney for 12 hours because <laughs> again, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I should am. I not be. I okay. am. So I, got, I mean, you're also wearing pickle jar earrings I know, that you I, made, which I made. Yeah, she's wearing jars of pickles on her ears and they look fabulous. Oh my God. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah, I literally I'll be like in a store like the dollar store or something. And if I find like two small, like weird, like toys or trinkets, I'm like, wow, I'm going to turn that into earrings. Oh, that's what you did, huh? Yep. Just that was made and you turned them. Yep. Really, I brilliant. have, I have like almond milk earrings, ketchup bottle earrings. You're making me want to pierce my ears. Like, as you should. <laughs> as you should. As all 40 year old men should. Right? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm an annual pass holder currently. So they're, they're opening a new Guardian to the Galaxy coaster and they're offering an <sighs> annual pass holder preview. And I was I was offered the registration for it, and I was like, mm, like let me let me just look at the flights and see how much it is. Wait, this is for a singular ride? Yeah. So I'm. It's yeah. They're opening up a new roller coaster, and it, they give their annual pass pass holders a chance to ride it before it opens to the public. Uh, and so I was like, let me let me check the the prices of flights because if it's too expensive, then it's not worth it. I found a flight for seventy dollars. I was like. I'm going. I'm literally leaving at five in the morning and coming back. I think my flight boards at like ten thirty at night. <laughs> You're so cool. I know, and I'm going by myself. You're like, going by yourself. You are so freaking cool. I I try. Not meeting up any with anyone. It's just you going riding Not this yet. ride. Yeah. You are such a Disney fan. I know. I literally. I and it's not the first time I went to Disney by myself. I went to B- Disney by myself for my twenty first birthday. Did you go drinking around the world? Oh, yeah. Of That's course. what I did for my 21st birthday. Heck yeah, as you should. Yes, I was living in Florida at the time. I wrestling, love that. going all around. I had a wrestling show in Orlando. After the show, we go to Disney and I drink around the world on my 21st birthday. I love that. I love that you were a professional wrestler. I wanted to be a professional wrestler when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. For like, probably from like grades like two through four. Were you growing up on Trish Stratus and Lita? Was it after them? So they were kind of like, um, they were kind of like fresh off. Yeah, they were on their way out. When I was, I was watching, um, I remember Mickey James, if you remember her. She was was big, yeah. She was like my favorite. Yeah. Um, I like her. She's good. I loved her. Uh, and so there was, there was a time where I really, (laughs) really wanted to be her. I, I would, my dad would take me to. All the like WWE shows, and I, I, yeah, yeah. I I don't want to name drop now, but when these microphones are off, I'll tell you about all the people I wrestled. Oh my god, I'm so Edge, excited. Eddie Guerrero, <gasps> Macho Man Randy what? Savage, The Big Show. We'll talk later. That's insane. <laughs> it was a dream come true. Like my passion growing up was pro wrestling, and uh, that was that's a big part of what I do today was being able to be on a microphone in front of an audience and anything can go wrong, you know, and then you put your body on the line. It makes everything else seem kind of easy, you know? I, I love it. And I, I remember specifically when I found out that, like, WWE, like, wasn't, like, quote-unquote real. It's choreographed. Like, yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> we were, we were after, like, we went to see Raw live and, we were like watching them like come out after the show and they were like getting in the same cars together. And oh, I'm like, no, you saw that. I was like, dad, like what, why are they doing that? I'll tell you why. Because when I started wrestling kayfabe, have you ever heard of kayfabe? I don't think so. Okay. Kayfabe. And the only reason I'm saying this to you and the whole world is because it's not a real thing anymore. Back when I watched wrestling, even when I started kayfabe means like, for example, if those two wrestlers were going to the car and you were watching them, they may be say to each other, kayfabe, which means separate, there's a fan here. Or it's basically like a word to say we need to keep this secret in, ah. in pro wrestling. But it's so because of the internet, because of prowrestlingnews.com or whatever, kayfabe is a thing of the past. Everyone knows it's fake. Uh, even the fans know what kayfabe means. Okay. Um, so it's like at this point, it's like, all right, let's just get in the car. They yeah. know it's fake. They didn't keep the magic for me. <laughs> it didn't? It ruined it for you? <laughs> no, I, I still liked it for a time after that. Okay. I, uh, but th- I was like, what? Like, everything I know is a lie. 
<laughs> my my parents, the moment I watched a first match, the first match, my parents were like, "That stuff's fake," and I was like, "I'm gonna do it anyway." Oh my god, I I literally like lived for the drama, so I think that that's, oh my god, that's what was upsetting to me. I'm like, no, I wanted there to this be, be real. Be you know real. what? Just so we don't lose all of my listeners, we oh should probably move yeah, away from us. That's but fine. you and I, we, we we'll could talk. we should we'll have talk. our own podcast oh, about yeah, it for sure. For <laughs> so, sure. So this podcast that you're doing with the Disney, uh, how many episodes are you in? Is each one about a different part of the park? Yeah. So um, we're about like fourteen or fifteen episodes in. We just started um, a few months ago. How you feeling about it? It's it's good. It's it's. I don't have all the fancy equipment that you have, so it's not going to sound as good as Well, this, you know, I pay this. the big bucks. Yeah, I literally, we typically do it from my, my friend Paul's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got this for Hanukkah, so oh maybe next December, ask for it. Incredible. And yeah. then I, I edit it on GarageBand, you know? Oh, like, yeah? It's rough, but it's... <laughs> That's I'm, what the kids use, right? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not a professional podcast editor, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we... Uh, each episode, we try to keep it, like, a little different. Like, sometimes we'll do, like, Disney game nights where we're, like, compete against each other. Um, I am currently undefeated. Oh, uh, wow. I, if I do have to. Is this, like, trivia? So sometimes it's trivia. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, but it will be... It'll be mainly about more like Disney movies and stuff. Um, we talking like stuff uh, like Aladdin and Little oh, Mermaid. Yeah, and for sure. Because that's my jam. For you know, sure. I grew up on that. Oh, me too. I can show you the world. I'm going <laughs> to stop. Beautiful. Stop right now. I apologize. But yeah, we'll we'll do some stuff like that, but then we'll also do like uh, ranking our favorite lands and like Magic Kingdom, like rank, ranking Whoa. them. Yeah, that's so Just specific. Whatever. Specific. I know. Well, and then we'll do some like really like out there ones, like my perfect meal in like Disney World is. <laughs> If, like, Mickey Mouse himself wrote me a personal invitation to dine with him and I could have whatever I wanted. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun time. Wow. So you, you, you love entertaining. You've been doing it for many years at this point. Um, out of all the things you've done between theater, podcasting, stand-up comedy, which one are you most passionate about? Oh, that's so rough. But, you know, it's... I, I kind of have, like, two answers. Right now, because I I work at the Eagle Theater in Hamilton, and... I do want to talk about that later. Oh, yeah. I've, sure. I've worked there for, like, almost two years now, and I... We just finished our, our first show, really, because um, uh, we were... We, I started in September 2020, so middle of pan- pandemic... Um, and then we weren't like producing like musicals for. I just for a long figured time. because I actually had a show at the Eagle Theater. We did like a, a, a game show thing one day. Yeah, so well, we've done like one-off events, but like not okay. like like uh, runs of like musicals that like w- we're like planning and like creating, I guess, as artists. Um, and we just did we closed Xanadu a few months ago, which is. My new favorite musical. I'm obsessed with it now. I've always wondered about that one. Never saw it. Oh, I was nervous, but then I saw it and I was like, this is my new favorite musical. Like, I am obsessed with it. It looks big. It looks like a big thing, whatever yeah. it is. Oh, so. yeah. It's it's so camp. It's so camp. <laughs> I, I love camp. And it's roller skates. And it's incredible. A lot of roller skates, Incredible. Right? I know. I literally, I have a pair of roller skates in my car that I got for my birthday. And I'm like, I still haven't used them, but I'm like... I need to learn so I can be cast in Xanadu. <laughs> but I, I'm really proud of creating art with my my coworkers and and you know it's it's a very collaborative effort at the Eagle. Like even like my my I guess my title right now is box office and marketing manager. But there's so much that goes really? into yeah that might change soon. My title changes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh. It was, it's it's a collaborative effort with my coworkers, and we're very small. It's only like five or six of us in the office. Um, Jim Donio hangs around. Yeah, he's uh, he's on our board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's just really great to collaborate with my. They're my coworkers, but they're my friends too because 
you know, when you, when you work in an office so small, you all become close. This is a random question from a guy who just loves to find ways to put himself out there and get on stage somehow or another. Is it possible as you guys are employees there for you guys to just decide, hey, could we put on our own show? You know, it it hasn't come up yet. I mean, I, I did perform there. Uh, we had uh, comedy nights back in the fall. Um, and uh, the comedian Emma Willman was our headliner. And I just kind of like threw myself in there. I was like, hey, like, can I, can I open? As you should. Yeah. Um, and it worked out. <laughs> they were like, yeah. And then the producer of the show, who's not, one of our employees was like, hey, can you actually like host it too? And I was like, I've never hosted before, that's, but I'll do it. That's different in comedy than normal because mm-hmm. you keep coming up and you keep having to be funny. Yeah. And that seems like a tough gig. It was scary, but it was fun. And I survived it. And it was a great time. You survived it. Yeah. Cool. You know, and I take everything as a learning experience. So I honestly, like that would be one of my proudest moments. Would you say, oh, from the past, like, two years, well, for sure. It was. Yeah. I'd love to know, because I also know you You did Gotham. You did comedy at Gotham. I did. Um, my first time. I don't know if I ever got the answer to the question, as far as, like, theater, comedy, uh, podcasting, uh, whatever else you do. Do, is, do you have a favorite medium? or it's, it's it's a mix between comedy and theater. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they go hand in hand, so... They really do, right? Playing to the crowd, knowing your timing. I know. Um, like, I'm I'm in my master's right now for comedy writing, and I'm just like, wow, like, I could write so many funny plays, and it would be a great oh. time. Oh. Would, yeah. I didn't think about that aspect of, of uh, 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 a door to open after you get your comedy comedy degree. Yeah, my master, ma- the master's, uh, master's in comedy writing, I think, is... The official title. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. Oh, my gosh. There's so much I want to ask you about all of it. But I'm going to stick a little bit to, to the stand-up because I am fascinated by it. I am. I said this at the, uh, at the uh, poetry jam that I'm terrified of it. I'm not afraid of public speaking anymore. But the thought of bombing on stage. I, I've seen videos of someone rattling off one joke after another to audience like almost booing or just being like or silence that's the worst oh yeah i'm getting anxiety thinking (laughs) about it (laughs) i get anxiety too you do oh yeah i feel like a lot of comedians probably yeah yeah it's it's rough um but (laughs) it is it is bombing is gotta be the worst have you have you bombed yet not that not that i know of (laughs) Maybe I'm just blind to it, but I will say, I was actually saying this, I might have said it to you at the the open mic, Um, there are times that, like, I'm not, I don't know that I was bombing or if it just, like, wasn't the vibe, because what I've learned through open mics, because, you know, I'll just, when I can, go to open mics and just do what I, do what I can. If it's not a comedy-specific open mic, a lot of times the audience isn't as, like, receptive what do you mean? Like, a, a, not a comedy? Op- oh, you mean just like an op- like a poetry type of thing? Yeah, or? yeah, or like music. And like, uh, I've it's been the case where I've been the only comic at an open mic full of all musicians. And I'm just Does like, that still feel as bad bombing even? Because I, I would feel like they weren't expecting to laugh. So it's not, they're not paying to come and laugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel bad. It's definitely a different feeling because you know you just tell yourself oh well that like half of them weren't even paying attention because like they'll literally just like talk and like be playing their instruments in the back and i'm like so that that was something i had to get used to very quickly that like people didn't like stop what they were doing and to listen to you wow uh yeah it was it's a little wild um and i haven't been performing as much in the past few months because you know i've just been super busy with school and um just like running our season i've been working like so much um definitely in the summer i I plan to get give to some more open mics around uh but yeah i don't i don't know that i've ever bombed 
What what is your process? How, I know that different comedians go through a different process for developing whatever, whatever it is, fifteen minutes, an hour. What is your process, and um, how long do you usually spend up on stage? Oof. So I've I've pretty much consistently been doing like five to tens, like over at different places. Um, like I'm not ready to headline anywhere yet. Don't get me wrong. Still early in my career. You're very young as we... I know. <laughs> She's only 23. <laughs> uh, the best is yet to come. True, true. I think, you know, it, it kind of happens differently every time. What I mainly do is when I'm telling comedy, I'm telling, you know, stories that have happened to me because I just very much am the person that, like, people just want to talk to me, like, strangers want to talk to me and approach me and, like, tell me all their weird crap. And I'm like... Okay, this is like you're gonna be a bit, but <laughs> what, what tell do you me mean? about this. Oh my god! Like I do, I do this bit about. This. Wait, can you before you go on? Can you describe because not everyone's a comedy fan. Like, could you describe what what you mean by a bit? Oh yeah, so a bit is like, um, I guess like like a section of a performance where you're, it's like an ongoing like story or joke, um, or like if this makes sense, like a sketch. Like, you know, you know, when you watch, like, Saturday Night Live, like, each sketch is a different thing. So, so when you're talking about, like, this one person that you interacted with, that's the bit. And then you may go on to talk about airline food. And oh, that's yeah. a different yeah. bit. For okay. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I was, I was at my mom's work this one time. And this woman, like, started telling me about, like, her dog that died. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know you, but let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> and she's like... Yeah, my, my dog's name is Prince. Um, he he died, and I'm not telling it as well as I would in my yeah, in my set. But it's all good. The the shortened version is, you know, she was her and her husband were arguing about what they were going to do with the dog's body, and you know, she wanted to cremate him, but he wanted to like stuff him, which is you know, let's unpack that at another time. <laughs> but she's. She's like, how long do you think, like, after a dog dies, like, it's too late to cremate them? And I'm like, well, how many days ago did Prince die? And she's like, well, he died in 2009. And I'm like, what? Oh! What? Literally, like, what? your dog has been chilling in your freezer for 11 no. years. Are you? Yeah. The, the, uh, freezer? For real? Freezer. In their freezer. Literally. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that part. But literally in their freezer. Like, just chilling. Next oh, to- my God. Go to grab some ice at a party, and it's Who? like, oh, can I can I give him ice for my drink? Oh yeah, it's just in the <laughs> just freezer next to the dog. N- next to the dog, formerly known as Prince. <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> <coughs> That's a line in the bit. Oh yes. Oh, you're timing on that one. Oh <laughs> Made God, me you. choke. <laughs> And that's the goal. I want to make the audience choke. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Yeah. And it stuff happens to me like that all the time. Did like, she end up... Wait, wait. I, did she end up making a decision? I don't know. Okay. I truly don't know. Oh, I'm so sad. Prince could still be in the freezer. <laughs> Poor pup. <coughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You yep. do have that personality. Like, I... Like I said, when I came to that poetry slam, I was like, oh, I hope no one's mad at me. And, like, as soon as I saw you, I was like, I'm welcome. <laughs> I love that. That makes me feel good. No, it's very true. Because I just I, I just want to make everyone feel welcome. That's my mission in life. Well, you I, are succeeding immensely. Thank you. Because, man, did I feel welcome the minute I met you. Thank so. you very much. I appreciate that. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And back again, stemming from my childhood where, like, I felt you know, so much like an outsider that like I wasn't like included in conversations because I wasn't loud enough or interesting enough. Uh, and so I just, I've just always, my mom has always told me to like lead with kindness and openness and just like everybody has a story and I have two ears to listen to them, you know? Those are really good lessons your mom taught you. Yeah. She's the best. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Has she seen you? You perform? Oh, she every time. She's your biggest fan. Yeah, for sure. When I when I went to New York for that week to uh, do the Comedy Institute and perform at Gotham for like my my debut, she literally stayed with me the whole week. I was going to go by myself, and she, uh, but I was scared. And she was like, 
like, I, I'll go with you if you want me to. And I was like, yes, please. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to do things for my mom. I'm like, I want to do everything with my mom. My mom's so cool. She's oh the best. You're, you're making me, like, feel I have a little daughter. And, like, just the thought of her being on stage doing something like you do and me being able to be in that audience and <sighs> I don't oh want to get emotional. <laughs> I know. My my mom and, and my mom, my stepdad, my dad, they tell me that all the time. They're like, Especially the first time they were like, I was nervous. <laughs> I, I think I was more nervous than you. I'm like, I doubt that, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Did any of your jokes em- embarrass them? Um, Not yet. I, here's the thing. <laughs> Definitely in the future, but not yet. I think I have. <laughs> this is going to sound so messed up. Lay it on us. We're but ready. I think I have to wait to tell their embarrassing stories like after they die. <laughs> oh. I don't want to embarrass them while they're still around to be embarrassed. You know, I I don't want them to die. Oh my god! I hope my parents live forever. Suddenly, suddenly that beautiful thought of me and my daughter. <laughs> She's waiting for you to die. <laughs> oh my dad, he was so annoying. Uh, you got some good stories though. Oh, always, always. Like I, my mom is so funny, and she's she's. Me, but like cooler. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's not a performer, but I'm like, she should be. She should yeah. be. She has more stories than me. I don't know if there's too many mother daughter. I want to ask you about this off that topic. I was going to say mother daughter acts. You don't see those around. What you really, and I might be wrong with this. I feel like, I feel like women have it. I feel like comedy, stand-up comedy in particular, is a much tougher field to go in if you're a woman. Oh, I would 100% agree to that. You would? Yeah, because every day I go on Twitter and I see like random people online saying, women aren't funny. And I'm like, no. You're, you do see that. Yeah. Like, not to me directly. Right. But I just, you know. Yeah, I, I don't go on Twitter. So I don't see that kind of stuff. I'm basing mine off of, of seeing female comedians and seeing, like, it just feels like they almost have to prove themselves yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, they got to work 10 times harder. For sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, if you bomb, you are going to essentially be told, yeah, because if you're a woman, like women, women aren't funny. Like it's, it's incredible how often that happens. Like, why do you think that is? I, heck if I know, like, (laughs) I think women are so cool and so funny and people like, not all people, but like some people just are, are jerks and they want to, do you think it was, I mean, this, this might be totally wrong. Do you think it's possible that they had just seen the wrong female comedians and then and then just stereotype them because there's female comedians out there who are with the best of them like i I, and i agree to that i just you know even like even women who like aren't like professional comedians like i'm on tiktok all the time all the time and like there are women a girl will make a joke on tiktok and then you know you'll see a lot of positive positive comments and then like there's like a couple trolls that are like women aren't funny and i'm like Dude, what are you doing with Maybe your life? Maybe it's an insecurity thing. Maybe oh, it's it, like one thousand percent is. It's a dude thinking like, oh dang, like, like if, for example, if that guy was with her in person, he'd probably feel intimidated. Oh, like, yeah. here's this confident, hilarious girl, and here I am, and yeah, I don't you wouldn't know. say that to my face. Yeah, she wasn't. Like, yeah, no way. Yeah, I'll roast you get, in person. Yeah, I get blasted. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So that's so interesting. I always thought that in the back of my mind, but I never actually had a female comedian I could speak to about it. And that's interesting that you feel that. You feel like you have to prove yourself like tenfold. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, 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 I think it's hard because like women in comedy aren't, in my opinion, are never as mainstream like or like given the like popularity treatment as men are. Aren't there a few though? There are a few, but you know, it's mm. not compared to like the the giant pool we have of male comedians. It when is it's a not, it's much not, bigger pool. It's not that the the performers aren't there because they are. They're just not getting noticed. Um, there are like I, I'm trying to think of ones who are definitely noticed. Like when I was younger, I think. <clears throat> 
this is my own personal opinion. I find her to be a legend and kind of groundbreaking is uh, Roseanne. Do you know Roseanne? Oh, yeah, I know Roseanne. Roseanne I mean, when she was doing stand-up comedy, I mean, she would just bring the thunder. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, I mean, she was amazing. Um, there's another girl nowadays. I know she has podcasts. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, she's pretty. She had her own TV show. Oh, gosh, it's, it's... There's so many Pretty women with TV shows. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look this up, but yeah. while I look this up. It's like Chelsea Handler. There's I was thinking Chelsea Hand- Handler, but it's not Chelsea Handler. Um, hold on. I'm going to use this device, this glow box. Incredible. And I will edit out the dead air. <laughs> God, what is her name? I'm just going to start naming. Yeah, tell who are your okay. Taylor, Sam, edit that all out. Okay, Taylor. Who, okay, who are the, the the women that that you look up to that you actually learn from when you watch their stand up? Okay, so there's actually like a new one that I've really been into. Recently. I found it. It's Whitney. Oh, Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings is great. She's fantastic. Yeah, she is hilarious. I love Whitney Cummings. Huge I listen fan. To her comedy albums so often. Do you? Uh, okay. Yeah, I've been. Recently, uh, I just watched the special of this girl, Kat Cohen, and she does like musical comedy. And I was one of the reasons I was like, let me go learn guitar because I was like, I would love to do musical I was, comedy. When you told me you were playing guitar, the first person I thought of was Bo Burnham. I love Bo Burnham. Uh, that, was, that was actually like the first comedian I was like obsessed with when I was in like middle school. He's I a special one. Love Bo Burnham so, so much. I can go back and listen. I like listen to his songs like I'm rocking out. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and they're I, still funny. Yeah, always. And and you know what's really hard is like knowing. And I I think this is kind of like typical with the best comedians out there. Is like he just has like a lot of darkness going on I inside know. of him. Don't we all? <laughs> I, I Not do, everyone. <laughs> I do feel like that it, it happens with the best funniest comedians is like they have some real pain inside oh yeah like i just i saw john mulaney a few months ago uh and he his whole entire set was about him like how his life fell apart in like the last year year and a half and he had to go to rehab and he got divorced and then he got a girl pregnant and now he has a kid and he never wanted kids oh it's and, and he and this is all funny as he said. Oh, it's it. literally hilarious. Like I don't I I truly can't describe it. Like he I saw him it's the From Scratch tour. I saw him a few months ago um in Philly and he's like it's the same tour coming to it like Atlantic City in a few months and I'm like I know I've heard it all but I want to go see it again cuz yeah. it was so funny. It was so so funny. And that's the struggle with with comedians that don't have specials is that I sometimes I just want to rehear jokes and I don't have a space to hear them and it makes me sad. It's weird. Some people don't like the rehearing of jokes, but I do. I think I do too. I like it's almost like hearing your rock band's favorite song, you know? Yeah. It's like, yes, here it comes with it's this almost one. Like like even if it's not yours, it's like it's like thinking of a memory, you know? Yes. Like reminiscing. Yeah, and, and it's still funny. I, I find it still, you know the punchline's yeah. coming, but they're telling it maybe a little differently or whatever, but uh, I enjoy rehearing the jokes too. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like hanging out with a friend and they're telling you the same story <laughs> you've heard like eight times, and I'm like, I think hey, it's funny every time. Hey, I'm that friend. Oh, I retell incredible. my stories over and over incredible, again. Incredible, mm-hmm. as you should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I have to ask, like, wh- what is the dream? What uh, What do you hope to get from this? Where do you want to see yourself? I don't want to sound. Where do you want to see yourself in five years? I know, I know, and you know the the answer is always different because I think you know my headspace is always different. But I realistically, I would love to be a stand up successful stand up comedian. You know, travel in the world, make like, a career out of it. Yeah, telling my jokes, but and I will strive for that because I am a dreamer. You know. But are, are you finding yourself able to get yourself out there and, 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 and talk to the right people? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's been rough the past couple of months for sure. Um, like I was on like such a high high in like October and I, I got to do like that show with like Emma Willman, who like one of my favorite shows is like that I've ever seen. I literally rewatch, rewatch it all the time. It's crazy ex-girlfriend and Emma was on crazy ex-girlfriend 
And so, like, that was such a cool experience for me. And, like, I got to talk to her a bunch. And, like, you know, she, like, followed me on Instagram. And it was, like, the best day ever. (laughs) But, you know, so, like, there are moments like that where I'm, like, like, wow, like, I'm doing so many cool things that, like, I this could happen. But then, like, you know, I'll mm. get, like, in a slump where, like, I'm, like, focusing too much on other things. And I'm, like, it's never going to happen. But, you know, it if it if it's supposed to happen, it will happen. That's my dream. But, you know, it, I would also, I think there's a reality where I'm also content, you know, still just, like, doing it in my free time, like, in the South Jersey area and, you know, still working in theater, you know, full time and and making art that way and yeah I know I'm very lucky that I have so many passions that I have so many options in life where I can be happy and fulfilled that is great because it's like you got a fallback but your fallback is something that you also love yeah and it is it is really cool about stand-up comedy because whether or not you're able to support yourself off your stand-up comedy career you get to still do it yeah and you can only get better. At oh it. yeah, for sure. And you know, it's every performance is a lear- learning curve. I'm gonna even if it if it goes extremely well, like I learn. If it does not go well, I learn. And I'm a learner. I'm a student for life. <laughs> yeah, I can tell because <clears throat> I don't know too many people in comedy, but I have to imagine not all of them are going through the uh, the loops that you're going through. I mean, you are really getting. And do you feel like getting this education in <clears throat> in, in stand up comedy is it benefiting your act? I think so because I have you know a community of people to just bounce jokes off of, mm. and even if it's like. You know, we have assignments that we do and, you know, we will focus on like one big project a semester. And like like this semester for me, it was like writing like a half hour comedy pilot. And, you know, it's not. You mean like a show? Yeah. A TV show? Yeah. Oh. Not necessarily something that like I would write into my act. Like they're not the same jokes, but I could take what I learned from that mm-hmm. and apply it to, you know, my personal life and, and how I'm writing. So what, like a 22 sense. minute episode or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. Yeah. That's a cool assignment. I know. It was it's great. <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. I was a com- communications major, so I got to do some of that stuff too. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Well, <clears throat> if someone does want to watch you do your thing, do you have anything lined up? If not, like how do we find out? Okay. So, nothing on the calendar right now, but when I do, I will for sure. I always post it on my Instagram, which I believe is H Marcelina. H is for Hannah, Marcelina, M-A-R-C-E. I'll put a little link yeah, to yeah. there. <laughs> but it's, it's a hard last name, M-A-R-C-E. It is. I was going to ask you about that. But yeah. I'll, it's, yeah. It's very Italian. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As Marcelina. it should be here in uh, Hamilton, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely need to see one of your performances. Oh, my God, yeah. So I cannot wait. And... Um, and also, this might sound totally crazy, but if you ever have an opening or you need someone who had uh, with my skill set at the Eagle Theater, I would always love to oh help out there. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys even do there, but I know there's a stage and passionate people like you. Heck yeah! So I'd love to take part. Oh yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll plan some like monthly open mic nights and dude. We'll, I know, I know. You We're, know what? With with you there, I might feel confident enough. To go up, up there for like five minutes. I will literally be your biggest fan. Like even if you fall flat on your face. Oh, I will. I'll be like, you'll be there to pick. Great. You'll pick great. me up. Yeah. Okay. So this is what we learned from this. Like that was awesome. This is what you did well. Like here's where like we can help each other. You know. Me and you are the same. I love doing things that scare the crap out of me, oh, and yeah. you are living that life right now, doing the things that you grew up just it wasn't you, and now it is for all sure. of you. For sure. Hey, uh, chat pack, you get to pick one, perhaps two, and I'll read it, and hopefully you have an answer. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not going to lie. There were certain ones in this group of five that, oh, I wanted for you, but point to the one you want. Oh, I hope you choose one that I was thinking of. All right, here we go. She's going straight up middle. Yeah, I. it was the third one in. Okay. I like the number three a lot. Is it three uh, a number of yours? Yeah, I love three. Three, uh, 13. It's oh, and 24 because you know it's my birthday 
Oh, so, I'm 25. What what month? September. Okay. Yeah. January. I'm a Libra. Oh, Aquarius. Love, love. Here we go. <clears throat> Not one I was hoping for, but maybe you have an answer for it. If you could have 50 pounds of anything other than money, you can't ah. you cannot pick money. So you could have 50 pounds of literally anything pretty much just delivered to your doorstep. Oh my goodness. Tonight. What would you want 50 pounds of? 50 that's that's a lot of pounds. It's it depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about 50 pounds of elephant, I mean that poor elephant would not be coming whole. But if you want 50 pounds of oh, I don't know, let's say feathers, that'd be a lot of feathers. Yeah. I think I have to go puppies. <gasps> 50 pounds of puppies. I, I love dogs. I have 3 and I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with dogs and more so even puppies. I know. They're so, so great. They're my weakness. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I have. Are we a, the same person? Because I think so. I, I'm feeling it right now. I think so. Yeah, I have, I have three and the and I have two, two boxer girls and then one oh, um, boxers. carrier boy. And yeah, the girls just turned a year old. Oh. Yeah, so I had them when they were like little, little. Like I literally, I, I graduated from... From my undergrad, and like a week later, I got these two puppies. They're sisters. They're great. And my my former tag team partner, he had a boxer. Oh, this thing would just drool consistently, and he was dumb as a box of rocks. But God, I love this dog. I love that. My boy is the best, though. My my boy Cannoli. He's seven years old. He He's is Cannoli. Yeah, Cannoli. And then the girls are Juno and Suki. And they're all the best. Incredible. Yeah. 50 pounds of puppies. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Can't argue with that. You, all right. One more. Here we go. Po- point to which one you want me to pick. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's... It's not like I'm going to read what's on the other side of these. Oh, yeah. Of course not. We're not going to cheat. I would hate it if you pick this one. Oh, but oh, oh what I, I guess I'll pick it. Oh know? my gosh, I can't believe you. I told you not to pick. Uh, oh, rebel. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Oh man, I've okay. Some of these uh, I've done been doing this show for years, and some of these get repeated. This is the first time I'm reading this, and I'm so curious about your answer. If you could know one fact. About every person you met, one fact about every person you met, what particular fact would you want it to be? Now, wait. Assume that the other person would not have to be aware that you know this fact about them. So you meet me, you meet Don, you meet anyone in the streets, you meet the lady who has a dog in the freezer. What is one fact? That you would want to know immediately. I already know my answer. It's what their deepest, darkest secret is. Because <laughs> I'm nosy. Yes. I'm, the, I'm so, like, I love other people's drama. Like, truly. Like, I got called to jury duty. Like, I just got a, a like, a sum, summons. And I'm so excited. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, no, like, I want to know the drama. <gasps> like, I need to know. So I want to know everyone's deepest, darkest secret. Like, is it, is it bad? Like, is it bad, dad? Like, do you not tell anyone about this? Or like, is it like, oh, I stole like a candy bar from. Gosh, what if like, oh man, what if with that power, all of a sudden they're just like, oh, hey mom. <gasps> Wait, mom, no. Wait, what? <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a power that I'd have to bear with great power. Yeah, great it would be, oh God. God, I, I think that was a, a major win, perhaps the greatest answer that could be given oh to that question thank you so much yeah i was i was i, I had other ideas and i'm not even going to say them because yours is amazing oh, i appreciate that but I, i'm sure yours were great <laughs> such a sweetheart i, I try Teach so um such a fan thank you so much for coming on my show for letting me be on the poetry jam and thank you for having me yeah I had so much fun you i'm sure your podcast is great you're fantastic oh. I try. Yeah. Let me know when the next show is. And uh, before you get out of here, you know, for the millions of listeners, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Oh, uh, yeah. Probably my mom, because I love her. And then Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's 
T Swift is my biggest fan. Yeah, that's what yeah. I she, she kind of stalks she, me. She, yeah, she totally listens to the Pillars of Hamilton. Yeah, and she she loves it. Yeah, I, she keeps wanting to come on, but I'm like, I yeah. don't know, you're not even from Hamilton. Yeah, so. those are the two people I aim to make proud. Yeah, and my dog, my dog Cannoli. <laughs> I'm like, as long as they see me in a good light, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I'm content. That's all you need. Yeah, for sure. Ladies and gen- gentlemen, please give it up for my very new friend, the very talented Hannah Marcelina. Marcelina.